religion plays a very important and specific role in um, many people's lives. Uh, for some people, it is a defining factor. For me, um, I work my whole career and uh, my personal life around my religious belief system. Um, I accepted Christ as my savior at a very early age and was raised within a Christian family. So was my husband. So as we married, we talked about um, our expectation for our faith within our family. We enjoy attending church together. Uh, we wanted to raise our children within our church family. We wanted to make sure they were aware of um, the role that Christ plays in our lives. So they see us praying and they see us reading our Bible. We love having good discussions or discipling them in um, the specific tenets of our personal faith base. Now, as a young girl, I was raised in a Southern Baptist family. And so I love talking to my students that are here that come from that belief system because we always joke and say, Southern Baptist, we go to every wedding, to every funeral, and we take food. And my students will start laughing and they'll be like, yes, Mrs. Cole, yes, you're right. And I love that because that was one, door, one way that doors were open for me um, out in the community as a social worker because when there'd be a death or there'd be a crisis for a family, I would make sure that I was available to go and provide support. Um, in the community that I live in now, there are so many churches, there are so many different religious backgrounds or faith bases that it's important when I get involved with my clients that I talk to them about what, how, what does faith play out in their family? What are their belief systems? What are their expectations? Because some people can be raised in a church and have crisis come and no one comes available to meet their needs and then they turn their back on their faith, they turn their back on their church and they turn their back on their Lord. And so for me, I'm, I'm so open and willing to work with people who hurt, to um, listen to their stories, not react to their stories, um, but be that sounding board, very important. Um, coming from teaching students at a Christian university, I can't assume that everybody I work with is a Christian or everybody that I work with shares their faith base the same way. And so it's always interesting as I give stories out in class. I had a young lady from Nepal about three years ago that took me aside and said, I don't understand your examples. You keep giving Christian examples and I have no ability to understand or see what that represents. Okay, that makes sense. And so we would have separate times together that I could use examples from her community or her culture. At times I would say, there are people here from all different kind of faith based and I'd give an example, an idea from that and would see different students smiling and understanding, yes, that there is a sense of religion, there is a sense of spirituality, but who they believe in, what process they believe in looks so different. Recently I was very um, honored to have a missionary speaker come into my classroom and Ken West and his wife were able to talk about animism and um, that aspect of faith that individuals that believe in animism believe that every single thing is impacted by spirits around them. So if you're sick, it's because an evil spirit has visited you, not because you ate too much pie you know, before bedtime. Or if you pass out, an evil spirit has overtaken you and is trying to kill you or take your breath, not that you may have had a stroke or that you may be very ill and you're experiencing food poisoning. And it was interesting to listen to him talk because it was so hard um, to even imagine that there are these village people that are just trapped that way. Um, I read one study um, where a group went overseas to a very um, unindustrialized um, village 
and they were trying to teach them to terrace farm and they were trying to get help them um, grow plants up the hillsides so that they could have um, the benefits from that process. They'd have more food. They'd be able to live better. They would not be starving. And um, the natives, the nationals were like, we can't do that. If we do that, then when it rains, the rocks can't have their babies. And part of their belief system was that as it rains and the dirt was washed away, erosion, then smaller rocks came out and that was the big rocks having their babies. And so they could not disrupt that life cycle within them. And so, you know, they'd have to come and educate better, say, no, that's not exactly what, you know, is the situation you need to understand. Well, they didn't understand. From them, those inanimate objects had spirits and they had the right to live. And so when we're looking at specific faith bases, seeing how religion plays out, for me, coming from Christianity, my faith base is that Christ is the Son of God. He died on the cross to save me from, his sin, from my sins. His blood was shed. And for me, I have to submit to his authority over my life. I have to surrender to him and ask for forgiveness for all of my sins. And I have to accept him as my Savior. That's my basic faith base. Now, I read my Bible because I want to learn more about Christianity and Christian faith. I pray because I want guidance and direction. I meditate on scripture because I want to grow and mature in my walk with the Lord. I witness or share my thoughts with other people because I want to evangelize. I want to share my information, my news, um, my knowledge with other people who maybe don't understand it. As I started mentoring my young lady from Nepal, we would just have conversations throughout the semester um, about things, about questions. She wanted to get involved in counseling and social work. I would help her find places that she could work and, and could visit with people. And um, it wasn't until one of my last classes with her and I um, had the students write up a paper on um, going into a workplace, observing a professional, talking about what their experiences were. And the last couple of pages were, is this a direction you would want to go? What do you see yourself doing when you complete your education? And um, as she was giving her explanation of what her plans were, she just happened to mention that she'd accepted Christ as her Savior. And so she understood that a lot of her world would be changing because of that newfound faith and that, you know, she was asking prayer for her husband as he came to the United States and would have to, to understand her um, salvation experience for her parents, that she would not lose those close relationships because of the decisions that she made. Um, she and her husband relocated to another state, and um, there were Christians in that community that welcomed them in, helped them get settled, helped her find a job, helped them um, find an apartment and a place to live. And she could just continually say, I just praise the Lord. You know, he's done so many good things in my life. I just praise the Lord. Uh, so as we're looking at each person's faith and religion, um, for me, baptism so significant to be able to celebrate with other people um, the salvation experience, being able to um, partake in the Lord's Supper. Each community that worships in that direction does it differently. You know, individual time together, large group time, coming forward and taking um, the sacraments. Each um, faith base will um, play that out or will have a set of standards for how they choose to worship. Um, within my faith, I'm able to pray directly to um, God and to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, where there are other faiths that want you to go through the priest or shaman or some other group to get your needs met. 
Um, that's just interesting. I think it's a wonderful conversation piece to understand what a person's belief system is because so much of their core understanding of who they are is based upon that belief system. Um, there are some groups in the world today that believe in polygamy, having more than one wife or, have, or a plan to having more than one husband. And um, coming out of that belief system, some people have developed religious beliefs that allow that to happen. Now that goes completely against the cultural norms within our society, but um, they will become, you know, a cult or a sect within themselves that um, shares that belief system, and that's part of their socialization within their community. So it's important to understand that your your faith base is important to you. It um, is demonstrative of who you are. It fits your nature and personality, how you worship. Someone may want to worship in a very quiet reverent, solemn environment where I choose to worship in a church where people may say amen, there's a lot of fun singing, and someone else I know may worship within a holiness church where there's great celebration. And each of these um, types of religious behaviors or beliefs are important. They really do help meld us together. Um, you know, for I have friends as they've built houses, they have had um, home dedications. And so they have had groups come in and pray with them that their home will bring honor and glory to the Lord. Um, one set of my friends went as they were constructing their home and wrote Bible verses over the different doors in their house, each one um, claiming hospitality, claiming the presence of the Lord, um, claiming that you know their desire was for this house to be used to the glory of the Lord. I was so impressed by that. Um, I have a friend whose daughter um, opened a business and we, you know, had a prayer vigil over that, that business. And we prayed probably for an hour, hour and a half. And I said afterwards to my friend, Miss Evelyn, there's not a demon anywhere near this community that's going to come anywhere near her shop. We have prayed them all away. And we laughed about that. But that was, the, that was the, the process. That was what their hope was, that we could bind up those things that would bring that ministry and that business down. Um, and we could commit all of it to the Lord. Uh, we walk in the doors of um, the university. We walk in the doors of the ministry here at um, the Godparent Home and the Adoption Agency every day asking the Lord to go before us, every day uh, wanting us to make decisions that would honor Him. Um, none of us are perfect, so prayer has to be the guiding factor. And as I shared already, you know, praying that the Lord would go before us, um, asking God to cleanse our heart and our soul and our spirit. Um, that is so meaningful to me. I can be overwhelmed with life. I can be stressed out and frustrated, and I can just close my office up and just bow my head in prayer and just ask for the, the Lord to place the blood of Christ over my heart and my soul and my spirit to, you know, refresh me and renew me, to kind of fill in those gaps that have kind of been beaten into me by the world. And um, I'm always amazed how I can emerge from those sessions just so fulfilled, so renewed, and so ready to face the world. When I work with the students on campus, one of the things we talk about often is seeing others through the eyes of Christ. And so your religious belief system and your religious views play that out. Um, everyone has value. We are not to be judgmental. We are to be honoring to God in our thoughts and our communication and our interactions. Um, I have to be kind and generous and loving. So I can be very conservative. I am. I'm really, really conservative, but I can be significantly open-minded. And I can approach you in a way that I would hope that um, God would be pleased and honored with my attitude, my behavior, and my presence. So I just encourage you to stop and think about your own personal religious beliefs, to see how those impact you, um, to 
take the time to really ask God to bring to you the people that you can minister to, that you can engage with, to um, bring to your life um, completeness in the Lord. Um, completeness in our relationship with our God is so important. And so, you know, understanding that your faith may look different than someone else's. We are not to be judgmental. We're to be very respectful. Um, and it should be a commonality. It should not be a situation that tears relationships apart. It should be a situation that um, we build on because I should be a vessel for Christ. I should be Christ to other people. Um, and I tease my students often, don't take your spirituality and bury it. Be willing to be open um, and be willing to pray for others and be willing to um, allow the Lord to open the door for you to minister, to support, to encourage. Um, find out what your spiritual gifts are. Uh, minor service and exhortation. So when I went and did this ladies workshop recently, I could encourage them and challenge them and make them laugh and just have a fun 30 minutes, but have them walk away with these are such good ideas. I can really make application with that. I could really understand what she was talking about. Those are my spiritual gifts, asking the Lord to use those in ministry and helping others. So um, I just encourage you, take an inventory of your spiritual gifts, your talents, take an inventory of um, the way that your faith plays out in your own personal life and then ask the Lord to take those and use them in ministry.